0: TCL
1: is a proud sponsor of the Score North Studios. TCL America's fastest-growing TV brand. One, two, three,
2: four. It's Mackie and Judd with Rami. With Rami. High drop. this is trouble. Prone around second. He's going to be waved around home. Here's the throw from Teoscar Galvis. Is relayed to the
3: plate. Is in time. to get him? What a terrific throw and relay.
1: As the Blue Jays win the game. All right, you're you're upset about the ending of the game. Well, I'm, and in, and in, in this is like we both have different tracks here. We're not we're not like on opposite sides of a fence here. Yeah. There's something that you're mad about at the end of the game, and there's right. something I'm very much happy about at the end of the game. Right. Which one do you want to start with?
3: Um, well I stated mine before on the twin show. So you you give me yours, but I just w- want to be clear about the fact that the one thing I'm not upset about is sending him because I know there were a lot of people on
1: Twitter. Being, oh, you can't send CJ Crow in there. So I'm not upset about you that. You pretty much have to send him, don't you? Because if it's a if it's a bad throw and you don't send him and he would have scored the tying run, I think you send him in that spot and you just hope. Now, now you figure out <laughs> he looks slow. Just like he's a first baseman, so he just yeah. looks kind of slow. But then when you actually see him run, it's worse than slow. He's. I don't.
3: <laughs> let's just say I don't. That didn't give me a huge problem where I'm about to to fire Rocco in the
1: third base coach. Sure. I'm fine with that. Um, the thing that I was elated about is Byron Buxton. Byron. What's his middle name? You, I can't find it. Oh, Kieran. You tried, Byron. You tried this last year, too. Byron Kieran Buxton. Yep. For him to be sitting up there, a chance to tie the game, game is on the line, pressure. I mean, how many times do we see him, not even in like, game on the line situations because he wouldn't even be hitting in game on the line situations last year. They would have pinch hit somebody for him, right?
3: You're absolutely
1: right. So the fact that he's in the game in that spot mm-hmm. and he's thriving and he's taking a pitch and almost knocking it out of the ballpark. That thing, if that thing had a little more elevation, I mean he got all of that pitch just on a low trajectory. Yes. And he and so I he's reaching out over the plate and he's driving these balls to left field. And I love it. Like I think I think the twins for a while were trying to tell him you know, let's, you know, first base to the right side and let's just, let's take those pitches and drive him to the second baseman, et cetera. And he wants to pull the ball. It's comfortable for him to pull the ball. So he's reaching over and he's pulling the ball with line drive authority mm-hmm. and had a chance if, you know, if that throws a little offline, he ties the game with a clutch double down the line in the last, in the last inning. And you look back. So there's all kinds of numbers you could throw out. For Byron Buxton this season. There's there's the 293 batting average. There's the 512 slugging percentage. He has hit, let's see here, uh, seven doubles on the season so far in the first two weeks, two, three weeks. So he's, if extra base hits are racking up. The single most important number for him, hands down bar none, is the strikeout total number or the strikeout rate if you want to go just on a on a plate appearance uh, basis. Byron Buxton last season with the twins had so many ridiculous strikeouts where he would just fall behind 0 and 2 and he'd flail at a pitch, or or a pitcher would just throw a fastball and he'd just like he couldn't figure out how to sit on a fastball and he'd swing a miss. Mm-hmm. And so his strikeout rate, he struck out in thirty percent of his plate appearances last year. It's not quite Miguel Snow bad numbers, but thirty percent of his plate appearances. I get that we're only a couple weeks into the season, and so you can't overreact to these numbers but he's cut that number down to 20%, 20%. So I want just, just a thought experiment real quick here. If he comes to the plate 600 times in a season, all right. And he strikes out in 30% of those. Okay. So this is how my brain works. Obviously, I'm just like a stat geek. So mm-hmm. 600 and he strikes out in 30% of those. That's 180 strikeouts in a, in a season. If he comes to the plate 600 times, if he strikes out only 20% of the time, that's 120 strikeouts. That's 60 extra plate appearances in which he can put the ball in play and do something and beat an infield single out or hit a ball down the line or hit a home run, right? Or drive a ball to the gap somewhere and run for a triple. So like it by just not striking out and trading those strikeouts for anything in play. Right. He has a chance to get on base and turn a single into a double or score from first on a hit to the gap, right? Yep. And so I love the fact that he's only struck out of like I don't even think he struck out 10 times this year. I just looked at the rate. I didn't look at the total. But um, that's everything surrounding Byron Buxton is so encouraging. I know that was a buzzkill way to end a game last night. And then two nights ago, the bullpen blows a game. But I'll tell you, if he is indeed going to play like this the whole season, this team is completely different than anyone would have projected without this type of performance from him. And he is consistently now hitting
3: screamers. Yes. Like he's not he's not getting on and it's like oh man he's he's not looking great but his speed is so great he's hitting he he is hit, hitting balls that if he had hit the same if he had hit it to the same place last year would probably be a triple because it would you know it'd be a little flare right and then it would roll to to the left field wall and most guys couldn't get a triple from that but yeah. he could because he's so fast but now he has no chance for a triple because it bounces off the wall
1: mm hmm He's been. He's just been wonderful to watch. Can I just tell you quickly what upsets me? Because
3: I I don't have a lot more here. Because I I really, I really left it all out in line for Derek Wetmore at uh, one o'clock this afternoon.
1: So you can go back and listen to the original version of this on the Scorn-Off Twin Show. But here's the anywhere you find podcasts.
3: But here are the cliff notes of what I didn't like about the end of last night's game. It has nothing to do with CJ Crone being sent. Yeah, it might not have been the smartest thing. I don't know, but I'm with you. You probably, if you're the third base coach, you probably do that. It's this fact though, that relay to get CJ Crone had to be perfect. But once that relay was perfect, there was no recourse for CJ Crone right. to score. He was out like the catcher could have stomped on home plate for a force out and walked off because of course he did have to apply the tag, but because major league baseball now is like little league. It's like Babe Ruth baseball. It's like Legion baseball. C.J. Krohn talked about, well, he gave me a path and I tried to score in in the path because the catcher has to give you a path because of the Buster Posey rule. And every time this happens, it occurs to me, these are million-dollar athletes, grown adults, playing a game where C.J. Krohn's last real chance to score is to try to, and I'm not saying injure, okay, so... Please hear me out. But give me a shot to jar the ball loose. Give me a shot that the catcher gets a little bit skittish because I've got a chance to actually make physical contact. I'm not saying that I'm trying to break his leg, okay? Because I think people, <laughs> no, I think people are, are going to be like, well, Buster Posey broke his leg. But,
1: that, but if he happens to was, suffer a compound well, fracture okay. and
3: drops the ball, I mean, okay. And the catcher's name was Danny Jansen. 143 going into last night's game. I'm sure Danny's a nice guy. His parents... Love him, but if Danny got hurt, the world ain't going to stop rotating on, on its axes. All right, give C.J. Crone a grown man who's a pretty big guy and thus, like me, probably pretty slow. Give him an opportunity to score where he doesn't, in the post game have to talk about, well, the catcher gave me the path and then he cut it off once he had the ball. But he can do that because, like, the semantics of this. To me, when I hear... And if it's a, if this is a Babe Ruth game, I'm all for it. Protect the kids. they got to go to school tomorrow. They've got a life to lead that's far beyond baseball. But this is baseball at its highest level. And now people are going to come back and say, but that's violent. All right. I would have a problem if C.J. Crone had stopped in his tracks and punched Jansen. Okay? I am all for taking hockey or taking fighting out of hockey. I'm all for not having violence where it doesn't have to exist. But at least give this guy a fighting chance to score. And hearing CJ Crone talk about, well, he had to give me the path and he sort of did, and then I had to slide this way. Come on.
1: Okay, what if we did this? Because you know what? I You might be shocked by this. I don't disagree with you, really. I don't, but I want to modify this. Okay. Because what I don't want is for. There's not that many star catchers left, even, so it's it's less of a problem. There than, never than were a lot,
3: by the way. Right. We had one here, but there were never a lot.
1: There was always like four, right? It was like Posey, Maurer, uh Piazza before that. Pudge. Although Pudge, I don't know if I'd want to. I was gonna Pudge say I think, back the, you in, in like, I think Pudge would take you out. In the mid-90s. I think Pudge would take you out. You could run full steam into Pudge and he he would just he'd still be standing there and then you'd have a dislocated shoulder. Correct. What if home plate umpires officiated that situation at home plate like NFL referees officiate wide receiver over the middle or defensive back penalties okay so if you're running from third base to home plate so you can't do this at any base like you can't just take out right. i don't want to i don't want like defenseless second baseman I, with no pads I'm but fine. the catcher has pads on i'm fine with that so the catcher's not as long as the catcher's not defenseless so i think you have to draw some parameters here okay Buster Posey was defenseless, right? Buster makes the—if if I remember right—he takes the throw coming in, and he's not even facing the runner as he's running, and he just gets a drive-by situation. But if we put parameters on this and said no headshots, so you can't come in with your forearm to a catcher's head, head face, and yes, and try to knock his block off and then have the ball roll loose. So if you go to the face, you're out immediately, and you're suspended yeah. for however many games. Yeah. If you go. Low, like if you go for the knees or something, same thing. Now, if, this is where it gets dicey because you slide feet first and you could go, you, you maybe you put your cleat up. There's some, I'd need an umpire to tell me what's feasible here. But if you said you can take out the catcher in a fair football-like tackle way, mm-hmm. and if you like, if you spear him like Brock Lesnar style. Which you wouldn't do. And he, uh, well, I'm saying like if you tackled him, if you literally just like form tackled him, and the ball pops Here's out. All what we ha- like, well, Here's that all I really want. Is that really dangerous?
3: I want the opportunity for contact where, it's not, where, where we're not acting like these guys are 12. So, yes, if you go in, if you decide to go in high and forearm shiver the catcher's head, that's going to be a problem. Yeah. And I get that. But if you go into the person and have an opportunity to jar the ball loose, I think that's a very feasible ask.
1: Yeah, I. It,
3: I like, think- if you slide in and try and take his knees out, then then that's a problem. But there are ways to. There are ways that CJ Cron could have gone into home plate to try and score last night that would have added to the game and to me it made it more of a professional event than because the second that Jansen caught the ball, all he had to do was get the tag down, get the ball down, the glove down, right, and the
1: game was done. Yeah, like there was no recourse for CJ Cron once that happened. I think like, I I agree with your frustration that. Once you so you see the ball in the corner and you know that he's coming around third and, and just like watching on TV, you see the ball come in and you're kind of wondering, all right, now that the camera's panning over, is it bang, bang? And then you have that realization that, oh, God, he's still seven feet away or 10 feet away from home players, 15 feet it's away over. and there's nothing he can do. Right. <laughs> he can't because you can't just like run off to the side. Right. You're you go to the base path there and you're out. The the only thing you can do is just slide into the tag, and Correct. so for a hundred years you could do something at least to have a chance in that spot. And I don't, I think if you made it safe, just get rid of some of the violent things that could happen there. And I don't know, I we should come up with a way to fix this. It would be nice. That was frustrating. When we come back, we'll take a break from the hard hitting sports news, pun intended, that we've been talking about here, and we'll get to. In other news, Mackie and Jub with Rami. Purple Daily. Football has been my love and passion my entire life. Find out what's happening with the Purple and talk about it. You and I are not on the same page. That's
3: and what makes this more fun. Breaking it down. Do I think that is the Vikings' long-term solution of quarterback to a problem in this town that's been a problem for a long, long time? Absolutely not. Because the Vikings are on your mind all the time, not
1: just during the
3: season. Yeah, I'll take that. I'll take that all day. I'm not surprised. Football wins. Football always wins, right? Purple Daily on Score.
2: North, In other news. That's
1: right. Our guy Rami is not here. It's the first time Rami has missed an In Other News segment. This is his brainchild, and we love him for it. Uh, Get well, Rami. Hopefully he's back tomorrow.
2: Uh, But this is is where
1: we put aside some of the hard-hitting discussions about The Craig Kimbrels and colliding into catchers and Viking schedules and all the meat and potatoes that we give you. All the stuff that matters so, so much. (laughs) And we go into some of the non-sports stories on the the fringes of of news. news. Starting with this one from the Huffington Post. This one hits close to home. Looks like men with beards are going to be dogged with charges of bad hygiene. That's because of a new study that suggests bearded guys actually have more germs than a dog's fur. Re- R- Rami. Rami's got problems. <laughs> we both have problems. <laughs> Researchers at the uh, Here's London Clinic near Zurich, Switzerland, wanted to, de- is that how you pronounce it? Z- Zurich. Is it Zurich? Yeah. Okay. Switzerland wanted to determine whether evaluating Close. humans and dogs in the same MRI scanner would be hygienic. They did so by comparing the bacterial load in colony-forming units, CFU, of human (laughs) pathogenic microorganisms in uh, specimens taken from 18 bearded men and 30 furry dogs. Researchers also compared the extent of bacterial contamination of an MRI scanner used by both dogs and humans with two other MRI scanners used exclusively by humans. Turns out... All the bearded bros showed high microbial counts compared with only 23 out of 30 dogs. In fact, seven of the men had so much beard bacteria, they were at risk of getting sick themselves, according to the BBC. The jointly used scanner also had significantly lower bacteria counts than the scanners used only by humans. Quote, on the basis of these findings, dogs can be considered as clean compared with bearded men. One of the guys uh, who authored the study told the BBC. That's right. If you've got a beard, you are every bit as dirty and germ-filled as a dog.
0: Says the guy with the beard.
3: And I'm proud of it. So are guys with beards (laughs) like going outside and rolling around in the dirt? Is that what we're to ascertain from this? Because it's like dogs, you know why dogs are
1: not clean. So like why would, like you. Well, like, I I actually have I have a I beard wanna washing wanna... product that I order specially every couple months. Well,
3: and if you didn't, you would still like when, when you're taking a shower. I'm sure you soap it up.
0: Yeah, but yeah. some of these guys in the study had to have that beard washing or some kind of cleanliness for their beard. You would think, right?
1: Yeah, I'd like to know. Like,
0: I feel like this is did a, they pick a bunch of homeless. Yeah, people. I feel like, like this
1: is a them problem.
3: <laughs> <laughs> like this doesn't sound feasible. Something.
1: Saying I, I am a, beard a dirty man and I'm proud of it.
3: All right. Other news? Also from the Huffington Post, HuffPost.com. An Indiana man is suing his parents for destroying his very valuable pornographic collection. <laughs> the man who is being identified only as Charlie claims the porn stash has an estimated value of $28,940.72, according to a television station, WXMI, And includes more than 400 VHS tapes. Good luck watching those these days. Bro. (laughs) More than 1,600 DVDs, 160-plus CDs, and 70 sex toys, according to the Detroit Free Press. Charlie is seeking a total of uh, $86,822.16, which includes the value of the missing items and the amount it would cost to replace them. Some of the films worthy of inclusion from his collection include Frisky Business... (laughs) And Big Bad Grannies, according to the Associated Press. The big, fa- big, big Bad Grannies? Frisky Business and Big Bad Grannies. Big Bad Grannies. Big Bad Grannies. Charlie has a... a Boy, that's a keeper.
1: You're going to want to hang on to that one.
3: The story gets better because it's written in, in a way that is Fantastic. Things came to a head this week after Charlie filed a lawsuit against his parents. According to court documents, he moved to his parents' home in Grand Haven, Michigan in October 2016 while going through a divorce. I wonder why. (laughs) Although Charlie stayed with his parents for about 10 months, he was asked to leave in August of 2017. Again, I wonder why. After what WXMI television termed a domestic situation. A few months later, the parents traveled to Indiana to drop off their son's possessions, but didn't include the massive porn collection. That aroused Charlie to file a police report about the trash porn collection with the Ottawa County Sheriff's Office, but the prosecutor's office declined to file charges against his parents. A month after filing that police report, Charlie sent an email to his dad explaining his situation. Quote Charlie's email (laughs) to his old man. Oh, boy.
1: Oh, this is. Oh, goodness. Oh, my God.
3: (laughs) If you had a problem with my belongings, you should have stated that at the time and I would have gone elsewhere. Instead, you chose to keep quiet and behave vindictively, he said. According to the lawsuit, his father responded, saying he was doing his son a favor. Believe it or not, one reason for why I destroyed your porn was for your own mental and emotional health, his father said. I would have done the same if I had found a kilo of crack cocaine. Someday, <laughs> I hope you will understand. <laughs> well,
1: so I have so many Charlie. questions. So many questions. Big bad Charlie. grannies. Number one, if you have, if you, if you have four hundred pornographic VHS tapes, like you're not even pretending to be discreet about your collection, right? There's you can't. You're not, can't, you're not hiding four hundred VHS tapes I, anywhere, are you? Hence, he's divorced. Yes. Yeah, I'm sure. So, I, do. You, you know how a lot of people have the well, there's like the DVD racks, mm-hmm. yeah. And then, uh. like, where do people hide? Where, like, where do you store VHS tapes? Even in drawers? Does he have just like file cabinets, closets,
3: full of bags, and closets? Asian perhaps? Fever Twelve or whatever. He's perhaps you would put a, per, perhaps you would put your VHS tapes in in like a paper bag in, in a closet behind some clothes. Like, I mean, that's what I might do if I had them.
0: VHS, dude. Like, there's this wonderful thing called the internet. Well,
1: I that's
3: what I I think, Char- story, I think Charlie
0: I think Charlie's
1: old school. Can I say I just like I just for fun I googled what was the granny one again? Oh, big googled bad work computer, big bad granny internet. No, I I googled a oh. hundred forty three. Uh, it's an article called Hundred Forty Three Ridiculously Hilarious adult, Hilarious Adult Film okay. Titles." Yeah, he just Number, googled that on a computer. Going about it. <laughs> Number one is He's "Clear and Pleasant Stranger." <laughs> Oh, porn titles are.
0: Let's get some other ones. Oh yeah, Let's if you this.
1: if you go down this path, man. I
3: can't read some of
1: these. <laughs> Allie McFeel. Oh yeah. What season? Oh my god. Oh yeah. <laughs> um, I I can't read most of these. Hold on. Let's see here. Uh oh, this is amazing. No, I I can't. I literally can't read some. There's some I know that
3: I can't say, but they are just <laughs> absolutely works of genius
1: there's buffy the vampire slayer but with the s missing from the last word <laughs> yeah come on
3: yep charlie charlie lost his collection news. just like your parents throwing well, away your baseball cards. i
1: hope this family patches things up for thanksgiving in other <laughs> news. because only then would things be wildly uncomfortable apparently with this right. family all right jonathan what do you got in other news
0: so let's go down to florida dade city <laughs> This is uh, courtesy of Tampa Bay Times. The story starts, as many tend to in Pasco County, with nudity. Three naked women were spotted Wednesday afternoon at the northbound Interstate 75 rest stop area in Wesley Chapel, just south of State Road 54. What unfolded next, according to the Florida Highway Patrol, was not just another bizarre tale of the Sunshine State. The women led troopers on an hour-long chase across East Pasco, drove the wrong way, tried to drive over a trooper, and threatened another with a pink and purple metal baseball bat, according to the Highway Patrol.
1: This feels like a very standard Florida story, by the way. Like, nothing you've read so far is shocking in any which way.
0: The three were ultimately caught. They've been charged with aggravated assault on law enforcement, resisting arrest, fleeing to elude, and indecent exposure. They claim they were air drying after washing up after having been kicked out of their previous place they were staying.
1: Yeah, that's Florida. That's very standard. I feel like people being naked on I-75 is just a kind con- it, of... It's like people speed, uh, people people you know, merge without signaling, and people are just naked on the freeway in Florida. There's very l-
3: little that could come from Pasco County now in Florida that, where I'd be like, oh, wow, wha- what? I can't believe
0: it. Can't huh? Believe it. Just, man, I don't understand. <laughs> <Other news. laughs> You're not meant
1: to. In other news, this is from uh, mere. UK. A man in love with a robot has revealed they are planning on getting married. As one does. It's an electronic strike zone guy. <laughs> I love you.
3: Let's get hitched.
1: Strike. You're, you're so accurate on the corners. Joey Morris fell head over heels with Robo Troll. <laughs> Where's this again? <laughs> This, it doesn't say, there's, it doesn't say where it is. Oh, but bad. it's somewhere in, uh, somewhere in the UK. Okay. Joey Morris fell head over heels with Robo Troll almost two years ago. Robo Troll. After being drawn to his quote, satisfied smile and quote, popping pink hair. That's right. I'm going to show you a picture oh, of Robo Troll. We got Ro- Robo Troll. There's a picture of Robo Troll. Oh my gosh. Can you explain that to the listeners right now? Oh. It's. Wow.
3: Well, for, wait, wait, it's, is that a robot or just a doll? It looks like just a simple
1: doll. It looks I don't like know you have the... to denigrate a man's wife like that, but <laughs> well, no, I'm calling her a doll. Oh my gosh. <laughs> the story continues. <laughs> and yes, there are pictures, <laughs> selfies sure of him kissing his robot fiance. The 29 year olds previous lovers include a lamp, a transformer truck, and even a Halloween figurine. But the relationship didn't last as Joey's attention waned. He began dating Robo Troll in December 2017 after feeling quote nostalgic and rekindled his love for the Battle Trolls collection online. Smitten Joey, okay, he's from Taneytown, Maryland, actually. Oh my God, this is an American, not shocking. <laughs> Was aged 10 when he realized. But I know who he voted for. Okay, wow. <laughs> Hold on this sentence. Smitten Joey from Maryland. <laughs> <laughs> was aged ten when he realized he was objectum, meaning attracted to objects, physically attracted to objects. I had no idea. Now the uh, performer is looking to. Uh, what does this mean? The performer is looking forward to the future with his boo, including a trip to Florida and potentially, of course, uh, a fit, wedding he'll fit one day. Right in in yep. Florida.
3: Yeah, he's gonna. He no, Wait, problem. there's a there's a quote.
1: <laughs> oh my God, there's a quote from Joey who says, I realized I was drawn to objects when I was 10 years old as I wanted to become friends with a lamp at school and would (laughs) about my day to it. But the teacher found out about our relationship and took the lamp away, and I was distraught. (laughs) And that forever colored (laughs) the rest of his life. Over the next few years, I fell in love with an animatronic called Dawn of the Dead and also with the Transformer Optimus Prime when he was in truck form. However, my love for these objects never lasted as long as my love for Robo Troll, who is my current primary love. In other news, <laughs> I ordered him on eBay for twenty dollars. <laughs> well, wait, 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 wait! So he didn't that's even constitution. A- he didn't
2: even run across Robo Troll. <laughs> honestly,
1: le- that's not even legal.
3: He didn't even run a tr- run across this thing, so he In other ordered news. it. like off the internet. <laughs> I think
0: that's illegal. They didn't just meet organically at a bar. <laughs> What's it She's called again? me an object and a human didn't meet organically. What's it called again? Robo troll. No, no,
3: no. What's the what's the thing when you? Oh, objectum. Objectum.
1: Objectum. Do we I
3: think this really? Didn't realize
0: there was a term for.
1: it. Do we think this really exists? Objectum, but barely. Uh... I barely know them. <laughs>
3: <laughs> really. Oh, I was going to have a serious discussion about the fact that I'm not sure this syndrome really exists.
0: Google it. Hold on, I will. Maybe be, be careful about that, but.
1: <laughs> <laughs> Let's ask Roycey about this when we come
0: back. Thank you, Jonathan. We
1: wrap with Roycey every day. Mackie and Judd with Rami. Rami is uh, out with flu-like symptoms. He is a... DNP. He's, he's day-to-day. So I just saw this come across, Pat and Judd, from uh, an account on Twitter called MLB Stats. From it's Major League Baseball just tweets out random stats. So today, Joey Votto in his 6,828th career plate appearance. So he's, he's come to the plate almost yes. 7,000 career times. He popped out to first base for the first time in his career.
2: <laughs> I knew he hadn't done it. I did. I did, I knew he had done it rarely. I didn't know he'd never done it. That's uh, that. That that can't be true. I mean, but it's probably. You know, I guess it is. That's that is amazing, isn't it? I mean, How, yeah. Why is that? Why is that? Because he's because he's never. Focused on hitting the ball that direction. I don't know. Is that why? I mean, well, obviously he's he's a hit down on the ball kind of guy. Not a he's not a launch launch angle guy. That's for sure. I mean, he doesn't have a lot of. He's probably going to be a hall of famer, but he doesn't have a you know much power. He doesn't have the power numbers, but. uh uh, that that is an incredible stat, isn't it?
1: Jeez. Well, so Joe Mauer, right. according to Fangraphs, Joe Mauer was fairly similar. There, so they they track infield fly balls on their mm-hmm. batted balls area. So Joe Mauer in his career only had thirty-one infield fly balls.
2: <laughs> I got to talk to him sometime if I ever run into him about what 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 that is, and you know, he and are very similar. There's no doubt about it as hitters, and you know that's. Uh, you know fantastically uh similar that's for sure
3: what's your best guess about what time we're going to play ball tonight because i have a feeling they're uh, going to wait this well, out
2: yeah we're looking at the radar it looks like maybe eight it'll get out of here and it take a half hour to get the field ready they might start at eight thirty, 30 quarter to nine something like that but uh they're going to play because it, it is going to blow out of here so uh it, it looks like it anyway when you look at radar it's it's coming up from uh, the, the south, and it looks like it. Last I looked, about a half hour ago, was it still in Mankato? But uh, it's it's raining pretty hard right now. But I, I know one thing: if this was Met Stadium, we would have uh, decided we couldn't play this long ago. But that pump station in center field, man, they could they can get this uh, field looking pretty good, pretty quick. So they're going to play tonight. Yeah, no doubt about it because th- so, they don't want to Toronto's going to Oakland after here right so they're not real excited about playing a, a, a double header tomorrow so that's uh, they're gonna they're gonna play it here but uh, come, come on out folks I think you can I think they'll let you sneak down into a good seat tonight
3: your thoughts on the decision to send CJ crone last night uh, with a potential tying run
2: I got to do it I uh, sent him last night and hope that they don't make two good throws. And they did, and he's out. And that's baseball. But I, mm-hmm. I think you know he was actually, by his standards, running pretty good, and uh, you know running running with all he had. Uh, but I, I think you got to send him. Uh, I, 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 you can't you can't count another base hit. You got to uh, you got to send him. I don't know. I, if, he, if they you did know that if he made if they made two good throws, he was going to be out. You know, you gotta count on that guy was pretty deep in the corner. I mean, that ball short off the the left field fence. So that's a that's a tough throw to the, the cutoff man there and then uh, shortstop made a good throw. So hey. Pat in life. your
1: in your multiple decades covering Major League Baseball, have you ever run into a fan base that widely agreed, you know, that third base coach is really great at sending runners. Yeah, you know? Right. Are we mad at him
2: already? Tony? No, I don't know yeah? I don't know yeah. if there's
1: outrage, oh, but no. I just remember like no. I, there's really no it's when you send someone and it works, it's not like everyone said that was a really good send, you know?
2: Well, how, how upset would people be if he stopped him? And then the next guy pops up to mm-hmm. first base, mm-hmm. you know, then, then everybody, why did he send an <laughs> idiot? You know, how could that idiot not send him? You got to send them. They wanted Barrios to run for him too, which is, uh, mm, my one good, uh, starting pitcher. I don't think I want him sliding in the home. Sorry. Um, uh, you know, I, I I don't I don't want that. I I'm not going to do that. And he had blown his whole bench by then, so there was uh, you know there were no position players to run. And I don't know if he has any other pitchers who can run. I, one one problem you have is you have a whole generation of pitchers here who have never been on the basis since at least college, right? Or maybe high school. Yeah, hear uh, it. You know, so I mean, it's 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 not like you know they. You know, Jim Cott used to pinch run all the time, but he also would uh, bat. You know, he pitched every four days and got three at-bats or four. So, mm-hmm. it's uh, you know, it's not, it's not as easy as it, you know, somebody's, you know, Brios is obviously an athlete, but I don't know if any of these other guys run faster than C.J. Krohn. Do you? Does Jake Oderizzi run faster than C.J. Krohn? I don't I know. Mean, Plus, so if th- you go to extra innings, I, I guess you just lose your D you got to put Cruz in the field. No, wait, they pinch ran for Cruz. So yeah, he was out. In the field. They don't have to put him in the field. But you, you would have had, you know, you'd lose your DH. So that that's not a reason not to pinch run. But, uh, yeah, I don't. But it is, uh, we do have an interesting fan base here. They've already turned on Rocco, haven't they? They're already mad at Rocco because, you know, he had decided to go out there and puke. And then uh, are we mad at any of the pitching decisions last night? I, I don't. Think so? Are we? Or are we? Maybe I don't know.
3: Last night, but, no. Two nights ago, I yes. Mean,
2: that, the Harper guy comes in, gets two outs, yeah. and can't get anybody out. And you know, they, you know, that's what. If, if you want to be mad about anything, don't be mad at the manager. Be mad at the bullpen. <laughs> you know? And Duffy
3: last night he was best. decent, Pat.
2: Yes, he was. Yeah, he's a he's a he's a boy. He's had an interesting career. I'm kind of writing something about him. I mean, you know, he's legit Phil, you remember how outraged we were when they were going to give him that second start in 2015. Yeah. And, uh, because, uh, bring up Barrios, Rios. We know this cause he went the he pitched in Toronto and on August 5th and got, it lasted two innings. Donaldson hit a home run that almost left the sky dome, but a home run, he gave up six runs and in two innings. And then they called him back 10 days later when uh, Phil, he was good and start and, uh, and people were going nuts. I was looking back at the stuff. How could you start this? How could you not bring up burritos? The cheap pole ads don't want to bring up <laughs> And then he pitched to get nine. The next nine starts were the best run of his career. Yeah. And yeah, then I, the next year he had 26 starts, but he had an ERA at six and a half. And you look at it, there's about 12 good ones. But his bad ones were awful. That's that was so he wasn't quite as bad as that looked. But he's only had one start since 2016, and that was an opener last year in September.
1: Well, this is a very uh, it's a curveball happy front office and organization. So he was he, oh, yeah. he's got that yeah, big sweeping curveball.
2: Oh, that game has come to him. You know, the game has really come to him because he throws three different kinds of curveballs, and you know, throws, and they want him to pitch up instead of down now. Yeah, but, uh, it's uh, it's it's uh, The game has changed uh, completely. He's all in on the analytics, though. He thinks it's great. So, yeah.
1: so Pat, where are Absolutely. you? Where are you watching tonight's celebration in an hour? Are you are you going to get to a quiet place you can focus on the NFL schedule release at seven o'clock? No.
2: <laughs> well, I don't have to look at what our schedule is because I already have a box schedule by a colleague. There, Chad already <laughs> told us what the schedule is going to be.
3: Yeah, I think I might have been ready. wrong on a bunch.
2: <laughs> Listen, we're the, not, the, the best mockers the Thanksgiving, aren't. Thanksgiving, the, we're not giving you the Thanksgiving night game with Philadelphia that people were rumor. No,
3: no, turns out it's not. I'm very, I'm, I'm distressed because that that was a perfect excuse to tell Don it's been a great day. Gotta go. <laughs>
1: <laughs> Sorry, no pumpkin yeah. pie.
3: For
0: you nah, can I
2: stay I here
3: with the
1: Kim Crawford. Fun. I gotta go.
2: I, uh, I, I really anybody who uh, uh, doesn't. Just wait till it's over and then look online and see what the schedule is this is a complete moron anybody <laughs> who watches that thing for two hours is a complete moron
1: so I, I think mean, I think major League baseball should copy some of this stuff Pat we're looking oh, to yeah. copy yeah. the NFL's blueprint how about a major league baseball schedule release? and oh, they just yeah. they go through uh, all
2: one sixty two a few years ago we did that when the twin schedule came out like did you pick you always make your picks so, you know so we started picking games and then we, we, we did like Randy. Then we kind of went away, and we came back, and we were Now in, in July, I think they're going to win on the 7th <laughs> lose on the 8th and blah, blah, blah.
3: Marlins win.
1: Rays yeah. loss. Rays <laughs> <Yeah>. loss. Rays <laughs> rained out.
2: Oh, God, it's, uh, it is unbelievable the power this league has. Though. It's just frightening. And now tomorrow, I mean, how many days will we be analyzing this, too? We got, we get, you know, almost till next week, then we can jump into the draft. But we got about three days of arguing about what a team's record is going to be based on their uh, schedule.
1: Right? Oh, it's glorious. Hey, what needs to happen for uh, for us to devote your time with us tomorrow to picking the Viking schedule game by game, Pat? Right. What needs to happen?
2: Uh, if I have looked at it, I'll do that. Oh. Uh, if I, if I, if I, if I bother to look at it, I will uh, do it.
1: Oh,
3: okay. you'll look at it. You know you'll look at it.
2: I don't... I don't travel the road games anymore. That's the only reason I ever looked at <laughs> try to Barrero out of the good games and split up. I'll take Arizona, you can have Detroit, you know. You always got you know. Detroit. <laughs> I'd take Detroit if I could get a California or an Arizona. I wouldn't, uh, you know, I'd, I'd uh, you, you always had to figure out, you know, that's why you looked at it to see how you could get the trips that would cost the other guy, have the other guy make the lousy trips. <laughs>
3: oh. the, the, key, the key was that Sunday night, 9.30 flight home on Northwest from Detroit. Right. Out of Detroit, that wasn't bad. Yeah, you
2: could make that one,
1: right? Yeah, yes. I think you did several times. Yeah. hmm uh, so Pat, we brought, we brought back last week. We're going to do this on Mondays. We, we've brought back a modified version of cram session. If you're ever interested in, oh, really? uh, in
2: oh, sure. okay.
1: guest appearing on it. And, and so we during our <laughs> unveil of the segment last week, I said, I don't know if Marcus still listens to, uh, to score north slash 1500 ESPN previously, but our friend Marcus used to keep sabermetrics metrics for cram session. Sure enough, <laughs> he was listening. And uh, and he did send in all of his his old fifteen hundred ESPN uh, Roycey and Mackey cram session stats, and you kicked my arse in the the history really? of cram session. Oh. That's right.
2: Well, because I'm a pessimist and you're an optimist,
1: <laughs> and our producer yeah, Corey was
2: more of a pessimist too. So in this uh, in this uh, you know in this market, you don't want to be a pessimist. That's that'll pay off in the end. If you, you're a pessimist, you'll be right more often than not.
3: I should
1: be in good shape then.
2: Would you then. not agree with that? Yes.
1: Oh, yeah. No, I definitely agree. Yeah, In, terms, in terms of being correct, I think it's twenty mostly
3: so, 25 unfortunately, years. Of, uh,
2: yeah. are you heading for the yard today or are you going to pass?
3: Uh, I, am, I am staying here to do the watch along at 7 o'clock. I am not kidding you for the release of the NFL schedule. I'm not joking.
2: Oh, but after it.
3: that, it might come out. Oh, but yeah, here's the well, problem. The $15 oh, parking, old.
2: Pat. The The parking's oh, got good. me. Why did they raise the two bucks and the know. Timberwolves are still ten? It's, it, 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 they're thieves. They're absolute thieves. I With know. All these ramps. I was downtown today at noon. I couldn't park at any of those ramps because I don't know what's going on. There's something going on. It's a conspiracy against Twins fans by Minneapolis, which spent no dollars for this stadium, but they, they want to make every nickel they can off it. I got news for them. They ain't getting rich tonight on parking. I think we're going to set our world record for lowest attendance ever tonight.
1: I feel like the six forty start times were good in theory, but uh, you're not exactly getting families to the ballpark here.
2: The first well, let's let's go back to uh, how it was in the sixties eight (laughs) oh (laughs) five. Yeah, we'll be getting done done at one a.m. People wanted the people are leaving the 7th to get home with for the news at ten so, be you would know, you be in the seventh at about 9.40, and then then guy say hey mildred let's go we
1: can see the news yeah so, oh that's awesome that's all right pat I we'll uh we'll talk tomorrow okay. and we'll we'll force you to pick the Vikings maybe okay see ya all right see ya <laughs> yeah
3: this 15 bucks for parking at the target field ramps really has got me down. It's, it's like, like ramps A, B,
1: and yeah, C. Yeah, it's fifteen. Is there
3: bucks. still a C ramp? I think so. Yeah. Okay. But they're fifteen bucks now for twins. They were a couple of years ago. They were because they're still Pat's right? Ten for wolves. A couple of years ago, I think they were twelve. Then they went up to thirteen. I could sort of tolerate thirteen. Fifteen seems like a major investment for baseball. Dumb question. How
1: much of that do the twins get? Zero. So it's all just. I think it's all city. Interesting. Not happy about it. Hmm. Let's see. Let's let's talk to the mayor about this. Talk to Fry about this. <laughs> Uh, Mackie and Judd, find us it. on demand. north Watch along. Com. Watch along on Twitter. north Twitter tonight at seven for the Viking schedule.
3: Paul oh, yeah, um, I'll talk to you later. Bye.